Hey guys, so thank you very much for coming back for another episode of Why Men Need Muscle. And this week's episode is myself featuring a great friend. And this guy is a bit of a character. Okay, you might actually just even go as far to say that you could actually feel his energy and enthusiasm and his general sense of banter uh, through your earphones. Uh, This guy is great. He's a great friend of mine. And he is going to be educating you a lot on all things on how you can connect your mind with your amount of muscle so long story short how you can actually make a massive impact to yourself from prioritizing yourself and your training so really really interesting uh really really excited to be airing this one and really looking forward to you getting some quality feedback from this one so Without further ado, I will introduce you to PT Paul Robinson, and you might need to take some notes for this one. You will enjoy it. Thank you. Chat to you soon. Hello. Paul. Yes, buddy. Wow. So, okay, we're going to have to take uh, attempt number two at this one. I think there was just a bit of a a breakup in the connection. Uh, Yeah. So, so, um... (laughs) Guys, thank you for uh, coming back for the second episode, uh, <laughs> shall we call it? Um, we were actually did, just in the middle of. Stop. Yeah, we were actually just getting a little bit um, deep there, so I'm not going to accelerate rapidly back to where we were. I'm just going to bring it back a couple of seconds. Um, Paul, first things first. Thank you so so much for coming online with this one. Uh, I know for you a fact, that, like. Guys, I'm really, really excited to be bringing Paul on. Uh, why I wanted to, in particular, get Paul on is that his company is called Empowered. And as you can tell, just from his big personality, shall we say, that Paul's mission is to basically help empower people to bring their own level of self-belief to the level that it deserves to be at. So hopefully I didn't steal your line there too much, Paul. But uh, No, I, like I think I'll use that. <laughs> sweet. All right, that's cool. Um, so, Paul, first things first, uh, who are you and what do you do? Okay, so my name is P.T. Paul Robinson. I'm from Northern Ireland, Palomina. And through the means of conversation and exercise, I do. I empower people, make them feel great about themselves. Um, nice. Yeah. And when you're saying that as well, do you mean like physically as well as mentally? Because I need to kind of make this disclaimer and... You know, some some people, some personal trainers and coaches, they can unintentionally brand themselves as like a life coach. And, yeah. you know, you obviously, no doubt you make that disclaimer as, hey, look, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychologist, but I do have a bit of life experience and I am more than willing to share it if yeah. I feel it's going to help you. So, Absolutely. Nice. Because like that's something that I've been uh, subject to before as well. And people would say, oh, so are you like a life coach? You're like, no, I'm a coach and I help to make people realize their potential. But like the way that you just described yourself so well is that it's not just physically getting somebody into shape. It's more, it's a little bit deeper than that. Like physically, yes, we can drop body fat. We can increase muscle yeah. tone, make you feel great and sexy in a dress. But, you know, from what your message is that you can only make somebody realize that if they believe in themselves so to speak is that right yeah you really have to top it tap into their brain and understand that where they're coming from or why they're doing something and if you can understand their like why they're there with you in front of you 
and if they don't even they might not even realize yet what they're looking for they, they don't even know why they want to feel happier or why they're looking for a six-pack but they are in front of you and they are looking to be better and anybody that's looking to be better than the person that they are right now deserves the person on the other end to understand them a little bit more and not just give them 10 reps of this and 10 sets of this and do you know that kind of way if someone nice. better version of them and they want to be better I think that it's a fundamental that you should have a little bit of an understanding of what's going on in their brain. Otherwise, when you get to the point when you're like three weeks in, four weeks in, and they're like, and every t- F- every PT knows this, you get three weeks in and the client hasn't seen enough results to want to stay and pay another like 250 quid. But if you're tapped into their brain and you also put across the message that in like, okay, so in four weeks, you, you'll probably drop this. In six weeks, the people around you are going to be asking you what you're doing differently. In 12 weeks, like you're going to be given your friends and family advice that's going to change their lives. Like that's all very well. But like if you can get into their mindset and give them the understanding of why exactly like this is going to make them feel great. And like having a positive movement encourages like positive mindsets and it encourages like through, yes, you've got the hormones and the endorphins and understand that like there's all these bits and pieces that help with sleep, but it's also like, tapping into them as a person and being like okay so if you are a mother of three when you're stronger and more resilient to exercise you'll feel more confident with your kids going down there and throwing them about at the park and just being a confident strong independent woman and loving life with your kids and (laughs) you don't want to be like a role model and if they do want to be a role model well give your give your kids at the age of 16 like three pieces of vital advice that you would would have wanted yourself and then all of a sudden like you can give them the advice that they would have given their kids like that's that's turning their lives around i think wow so like that that woman is actually just kind of have to give me goosebumps (laughs) um um, i kind of want to i want to keep on script with these uh kind of things so like i Guys, if you're just listening to this, I have a little bit of a tendency to get like emotionally wrapped in things sometimes. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to stay on the straight line, as Jordan Belfort would say. And it's just, Paul, from that one, like you really, really just made sure to emphasize the personal in the personal trainer. And that is huge because like there's so many people that are going to be listening to this and they say, yeah, my personal trainer made me cry last last week and now I don't want to go back to exercise again because my legs are so sore or I can't lift my arms anymore. Like obviously, obviously there needs to be an element of that, you know, to an extent, uh, you know, but like without traumatization, you can't change like that. Yeah. Like you can't. So like just with that, like we we're we're aware as trainers and coaches that you need to push the boundaries of what your current muscles are able to do uh, with regards to injecting it with a new stimulus in order to bring about a new adaptation, so that we can get stronger, we can get, or you know whatever your specific goals are. But like to stretch somebody outside of their comfort zone physically is one thing, but from everything that you've just described to make them realize that they're stretching further and further outside of their comfort zone. They're growing. They might be getting, you know, uh, thinner. They might be losing more body fat. They might be feeling that little bit more sexy and more confident in a red dress. But like 
and you're really just emphasizing the the ability, so your your superpower, so to speak, which is my next question, is that you make people realize what they're truly capable of by means of you understanding these people. So, yeah. like, dude, that's, that's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's um, that's that's uh, one of my next questions. And it's so many people are like they're really taken back when they say you know, you just told me something about myself that I didn't know. Like, did you yeah. have a, like a, I suppose, a couple of experiences with that or any one in particular that made you realize, shit, you know, this person is following the same pattern as the other person. But maybe I could suggest an offering or some sort of a little piece of advice or, you know, help them understand their why. As you mentioned, you know, was there any one or maybe a few turning points or maybe a pattern or something that you noticed with that? Um, I think the biggest ones for me is being able to relate. Like in any one person's story or situation or whatever, like everybody has a story and they all have their lessons to learn. But if I can, as a PT, and just even for like people listening to this, like even if you're not a PT, even if you're just a general person, if you can put yourself into somebody's shoes and feel what they're feeling based on what they're going through, that gives you the the superpower of empathy and then you can sympathize with them and then you can give them like actual understanding conversation from there so I think that my superpower is like it comes down to emotional intelligence like I have uh, an extreme ability to be able to train people on so many different levels when it comes to the the physical side but i'd say my superpower would be emotional intelligence and understanding a person where they're at in that moment and then bringing them back from that whether it's a negative one or even centering them if they're like too egotistical or whatever like i've had uh boys in the past men in the past that are coming to me and they're very egotistical and uh, ego in the typical term where they think that they're more bruh than they actually are and they're maybe lifting out of their capabilities but then when you center them they're actually stronger than like than what they thought so one of the prime examples was in a strength camp that i ran a couple of months ago and one of the guys was like a proper bro uh, <laughs> when we centered him and told him like to just calm down and be there for his fellow colleagues like while we're training everybody and had the peer pressure on he actually pumped out like 150 kilo bench press and he thought that his one rep max was 120. So it was 30. And we didn't hype him up in an egotistical way. We just centered him and made him feel great about just being there in the group, which was massive. Like that's huge. Most people have to get psyched up for a big lift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like the other way a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You need to calm down so you can lift heavy. Um, that's that's oh wow like just from from you saying that and from you know what you had mentioned just previously like that this could possibly all stem back to you directly or indirectly injecting belief and empowerment into somebody without making them get as you said you know rah rah bro like you know you don't need to be shouting and screaming like you you might see in some powerlifting competitions yeah um you know to, to actually in, ingrained that mindset of I can and I fucking will but yeah absolutely if, if you're saying you're doing that in a strength camp with other people making them realize that the other people that are here in your close circle they are going to help you 
to transcend and just inspire a little bit more belief, not just in other people, but in yourself also. Like, dude, that's a, excuse my French, that's a pretty fucking big deal like, to yeah. be able to do that. So um, <laughs> hats off to you, amigo, for being able to do that and to have the confidence to be able to essentially, as you said, remove somebody's ego. And, you know, guys, for any of you that are going to be listening as well, your ego, you need to break it as much as you possibly can. Paul, I'm going to ask you to vouch for this one as well, because your ego is just, it it needs to be confronted. So, Paul, please just take away on this one. Oh, ego. Ego can be your killer. Like, uh, it's, it's very easy to let your ego get the hold of your life and not let you progress in life. So... Ego, most people most people think of ego as the thing that would be like, oh, bro, yeah, I'm so this, I'm so that. But like, <laughs> ego is also the thing that would like, uh, it's a protective mechanism, isn't it? Like, it's one of those things where you're, you're the one person that like maybe, let's, let's, let's think about it. Let's say Argos or a shopping shop of some sort has done you wrong and you should make a complaint. Like, it's your ego that makes you not complain because you didn't want to seem like the complaining type in the eyes of the person that's going to be receiving your complaint. Like that's your ego. That's you saving face. (laughs) It's the same thing as like another bro in the gym, not coming to me for like the fundamentals of deadlift because why would he want to go to a PT? Like I know how to lift. That's like, I have literally taken people from, like, a 100-kilo deadlift to a 160-kilo deadlift in 15 minutes. And that's because they go out of the equation and they listened to everything that was said, sponged it up, did what was asked, scenario-based lift, and just lifted the fucking bar. Excuse my language. <laughs> they did it as they were told, and they didn't get the, let their ego get in the way. They didn't let anything get in the way. They just did as they were told because... Well, this guy must know something. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, dude, that that is the biggest thing that I try and say with so so many men that I'm coaching at the moment to just make them realize that, hey, look, with all due respect, you don't know everything, and that, like, I can say that to people because you know I used to be that prick. I used to be the person that, oh, um, I have a four year degree in sports science. I know exactly what to do. Whereas at the time, yeah. I was unemployed. I was living at home. I was too low on myself that I couldn't actually even do anything but once I recognized that okay this ego is protecting you to keep you behind closed doors to make you feel like you're essentially empowered but you're just being you're being false not just to yourself but to other people and you know that's really doing yourself and other people a disservice um like just that we're on this topic as well uh guys myself and Paul we actually met just over a year ago at Phil Graham's mastermind and I think personally, he has had a massive, massive impact on myself, my business and my impact. And Paul, no doubt, like you and me both have been able to understand some of the some of the scenarios where we just had our, our ego broken, shall we say, to recognize oh. that. Yeah, you're not as <laughs> you're not as you're not as good and you're not as much uh, bravado as what you're leading on to be. Uh, so, you know, stop walking with your chest out and stop avoiding conversation. Like, yeah. this whole thing is revolving around the fact that your ego can, it can ruin you. It can completely um, yeah. stop you from reaching the standard that you deserve. And like, just like you mentioned there as well earlier with that that guy, you know, taking him from 100 to 160 on a deadlift is a pretty big deal. But that's indirectly saying, hey, you don't know what you're doing. I do. <laughs> I'm willing to help you. 
So yeah. why don't you invest in yourself and in this service so you can truly get what you deserve? Um, have you found just with uh, with men or with women in particular over the last few years, like who has been more ego driven? Again, this is solely based off your experience. This okay, isn't so- like scientific fact or anything. No, purely based on like uh, on my experience so far. Um, you're not going to believe this, but women. Whoa. <laughs> uh, men, men tend to believe when they see. So like you, you maybe just go into the gym and say, oh, I can really help you with that. Like, it would be great to work with you. If you ever want to be like trained by a PT, please don't go to anyone else because I want you. And some people like clock onto that and then they'll maybe watch you the next day that you're training. So me personally, I think every time I walk the gym floor, like I'm, I'm, I'm a walk and talk and advert. So whenever I was like being watched by the two lads that I wanted to to train, this guy's called Ethan and Ben. Like I would, I would make sure that I was doing my 180 deadlifts for slow tempo or my 220 deadlifts or my squats for like depth. And like once the men see it, and they're like, oh, maybe this, maybe this little guy Paul like can teach me yeah. something strong. Like, yeah, I didn't know he could lift like that. Oh my word! <laughs> so that's okay. Like they'll they'll soak that up, and then they'll be all right with it once they because seeing is believing at that point. They don't believe it just with the the talk, but with yeah. women, women are different. So their ego works in a totally different way. Their their ego goes like, um they'll they'll wonder about personal training and they'll wonder about like whether or not you can you can provide the service that they want and they'll wonder if you can make them look ready for their holiday or whatever right yeah and then all of a sudden like they'll be like right i have to go and think about this now at the point that they have to go and think about like whether or not they're going to come to you they are going to find every excuse to not get comfortable and that's it so your ego her her ego the ego of the woman is basically trying to find every single excuse to not venture into the unknown and that's self-preservation like it's it's a woman trying to be like no 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 that's going to make you sore no 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 someone's going to question you on that no 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 no. what if he tries to get into your pants like no not, yeah. none of that like, <laughs> you're going to love life and you're going to be better but because they're implementing their own questions to success it just means that they can stay in their safety net their net of they have this like preconceived idea of how life should be and venturing outside of that is difficult and it's it's not easy to go out there because it's unknown so once you're in in the unknown it's very uncomfortable and then to bring you back your ego goes you don't need this and then it tries to find all of the excuses to not do it nice just that's a that's pretty in-depth i can no doubt i can relate to some of those things but as as you're saying the to be scared to venture into the unknown is more from what i found and from what other people have said to me as well it's it's not so much that they're scared to venture into the unknown but if they venture into the unknown without having trust so say if let's just paint this uh, hypothetical scenario that you say to me, oh, can walk down this lane. And I say, right, well, I trust you and I trust that you're not going to leave me astray, so I will do that. Or yeah. if you were to say to me, Kieran, take a walk down that lane yourself. You know, something, <laughs> something uh, geez, that didn't really sound too good. But anyway, you know, in that kind of scenario, that's essentially what it is. If somebody is trying to, you know, get fitter, get stronger 
um, feel better in themselves, you know, as I mentioned, like, you know, feel sexy in the red dress or you yeah. have to just spend a little bit more quality time with your kids or even with your partner. If you want yeah. to go and feel sexy and feel wanted with your partner, then you're 100% entitled to do that. But unfortunately, to get to that destination, you need to take the first leap. And that first leap is trusting in your personal trainer or your coach uh, to be the right person for you. Like, mm-hmm. have you found any ways in particular to, you know, besides the fact that you get people amazing results, and I've seen some of the testimonials and some women and guys as well have just said that, you know, you changed their life. But yeah. for somebody to just walk in the door and say, um, you, and point a finger at you to say, hey, can you change my life? You can now confidently say that, but what would you say to, so in two scenarios, so the first one we go with, with uh, a man, a man yeah. walks in and says, hey, you, can you make me stronger? Uh, can you make me feel like my girlfriend wants me? And can you make me, you know, uh, as deep and extreme as they go, can you make me stop feeling like a fat, overweight loser so that I can be wanted again? What would you yeah. say to a guy in that scenario? Okay, so there's a couple of points there. There's the, there's the longing for the love or the want from the partner. Okay. And there's the I feel fat, sluggish, and shit, right? Is that is that the okay. two points? Yeah. Right, okay. so, so there's two massive extreme points there that need to be hit straight away, which is one, your self-belief. And I, I have this this belief that you attract the way of living based on how you talk to yourself in your head. So some people call this law of attraction, some people call it like activating the reticular activating system which is like the subconscious brain so whenever this guy comes to me and he says like i don't want to feel like duh, okay so he's labeling himself already he's already told himself whatever the first thing i want him to do is to label himself i want him to label himself like strong independent sexy like i'm getting ripped i am on my journey to being like the best looking man in this gym so like I'm going to tell him straight away, like, the first thing we do is just get you into the mindset where you are already changing, like you are changing now. When it comes to the partner, you want to know where that comes from, because that hurts. Feeling like the partner doesn't want you or doesn't have love for you or doesn't find you sexually attractive, like, as a man, that can that can really bury deep, that can, that can really touch your soul. And Usually, and this this will sound very, very, very cliche, but confidence is a is an aphrodisiac. Like you could be Biggie Smalls and have the biggest belly in the world, and you still get women if you've got confidence. Yeah, you might have money, and you might be able to rap. <laughs> At the same time, like a confident person is very, very attractive. So as soon as he's in the zone and not moping about and he's actually making change and positive change in his life. And he's starting to like, look a bit better. You can be 100% guaranteed that that girlfriend is going to do two, one of two things. She'll either resent him for progressing so fast. And she'll be scared that he runs away with like some hot broad from the gym, or she's going to fall in love with him again for being like the man that she wants. And then pull his trousers down and do what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just the long and short of it. That's going to happen. But you yeah. have that leap of faith. As you said earlier, you have to take that leap of faith and trust that the PT is going to actually help you out. 
And if he stepped foot in the gym, he's already made a positive move. So he's already on the journey before he even got to me. And he needs to be aware of that. Like, I think that he needs to be told you are already making this journey on your own. Now I can guide you on whatever path you want to be on and just make it a little bit easier. Like where if you do it on your own, it might take four years. You might only do it with me for six months to 12 months. Like, nice that's like the the biggest thing there now so from that is like making somebody recognize that okay you're at a you want to get to z but you've also already accomplished the biggest thing so far and that is wanting to take action so you're not you're not a fat loser you're not um you're not scared of what's like ahead you're actually committed you're motivated and you're you're enthused and you're ready to go so like from everything that you just said, how do you instill trust is that you just already answered it by saying, I make people recognize what they've already done and accomplished to date, which is a pretty big deal. And that's something that myself personally, I kind of used to find really, really hard to do is just reaffirming yourself. And like, it's really, really easy to say to other people, but to actually ingrain that mentality of I am good enough. You know, that that's a pretty special superpower and talent to be able to get somebody to realize that. Um, Paul, that's a pretty big deal. Like, so massive credit to you with that one. But just on the the flip side, then, how would you go yeah. about instilling trust uh, from a woman who is looking to have more sex with their partner? They're looking to spend better quality time with their two kids, and they want to actually go out on the weekend and not feel guilty about socialising with their friends. Now, how would you be able to communicate and? get them to understand that, you know, you are good enough, just like you said. But yeah. what, what would be the, the biggest um, barrier that you need to break down, so to speak? So you mentioned earlier about just ego. Um, yeah. How would you instill trust in that woman that she's investing in you as the right person? Well, do you have any, like, methods or experiences or what's the best way to make people realize that, hey, look, you've done the right thing. Now, this is where we're going to go. Okay, so for a woman, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. Um, I think it's a little bit trickier just to get it. <laughs> there, they seem agreed. To <laughs> I tend to find that like, I've never had a woman that asks to have more sex like on the first meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that, like, would I might pick that up eventually, like maybe a month or so down the line? But um, if she just wants confidence. I would instill challenge. Like I would instill challenge in her. And because what's nicer than getting through the day or getting through the week and like you've achieved three challenges that your PT set out and they might just be like little random things. Do you know, Mm. like let's, let's say I haven't done this, but I can imagine that this type of thing would work. Let's say she wants to feel sexy, sexy and more confident in the bedroom and with a partner i would recommend now this is a recommendation (laughs) ladies listen up (laughs) yeah i would recommend like giving yourself the time to feel sexy now you are not going to feel sexy if you walk into the house don't shower after work get into your fluffies cozy up on the sofa and start snoring like that's not gonna happen what would happen if you went the previous day you got your nails did you got a haircut or you went and got a massage you feel relaxed you actually take some time out and do a little bit of meditation and just 
find out where you're at in your head and then just feel good about your life because nobody feels sexually like charged when they're so stressed and uptight about not being good enough in life especially women women are the worst for that (laughs) relax go and get a massage go and get your nails done go for a walk on the beach this is the previous day that night go to sleep get some sleep because nobody likes sex when they're tired like it just ruins everything it doesn't work it's nice and then that morning so the morning before tell your partner that you love them just give them maybe like a wee kiss on the cheek or whatever and then like that day think about them all day like what you like about them what you love about them send them another wee message now this is warming up the partner the guy the guy is probably getting to lunchtime and going oh my goodness i'm in this is great that evening you could make a little bit more effort like i don't know go into your knicker drawer and just don't pull out the big fat ones do you know and then give them a little bit of time already have like pre-arranged the kids to go and stay with grandma for a night or whatever like Mm. make him feel a bit special but in the process of doing all of that there's two days of guy that is absolutely going to be head over heels for you at this point because you've sent him nice messages you've been nice to him and then that evening you've got time with him like you will feel so confident in yourself and the actions that you've taken to essentially make this marriage work or this partnership work and that's that's what we're doing we're we're really trying to make like the other person be in love with us because we love them and we want to make it last so why not go to the effort not just for you but for them as well because when you're doing something for somebody else when you're giving to somebody else you do feel empowered you do feel like oh my word like i really do love this person and i really am a class wife or i am really like a class person to be with and in that you'll be sexually charged you'll have more sex you'll make more babies and you'll love life just a little bit <laughs> excellent hey, wow paul i'm uh, i'm a little bit kind of taken back by that because you know it's it's so real but it's it's such uh, a massive thing that people need to be aware of that you know can actually have a huge huge impact so as you said you know don't come in from work, not shower, get into your pajamas and your fluffies. Like inevitably, that's going to make you feel like shit. It's going to make you feel lethargic, no energy. And oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't washed my hair in four days. And you know what? I just want to watch 90120 or whatever yeah. it's called. Or whatever. <laughs> I think we both got that wrong. Is it nine, Dr. 90210 or whatever? Anyway, yeah. like don't be sitting around moping, feeling sorry for yourself. You know, take that opportunity to go, right, what is it? what is the most important thing for me right now? So it could be your marriage, your partnership. Okay, well, how do I make that? How do I feel that more? How do I make sure that I'm confident that I know that my loves and adores me because that is going to recharge me and make me feel great. So one of the biggest things that you can do is to exercise. Yeah, great. Look, we can go down the biochemistry uh, route of explaining all the different biochemical reactions. But look, that's boring at the end of the day. The biggest thing... Like, and you've actually already answered my next question. And it was, what's the biggest limiting factor for progress in your clients or anybody that you've ever worked with? And you've already answered that. It's the limiting, uh, this big limiting self-belief and not taking action. So yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a huge, huge thing. So what I say right now for anybody that is, uh, that is listening to this and they're like, oh, you know, I actually don't feel good in myself. I feel like I'm overweight. I don't feel sexy. I don't look, I haven't got my nails done in a while. I haven't, uh, 
you know, just gone shopping or to invest in myself a little bit more, like what would be the number one action point that you would say, right, in order to fix this, do this, click your fingers and do it now. What would you say to somebody, man or woman, that is currently frustrated, they're looking for more, but they don't know how to achieve it. What would be the one impactful piece of advice that you would give them right now that they can action? Snap of a finger. Snap of a finger. I would say invest in yourself in any way, shape that you can. So whether that's reading an empowering book, listening to a podcast like this, whether it's going and getting a massage, like if you are investing in you, the one thing I've learned is you cannot serve from an empty bottle. Like if you are not fully charged, you cannot give to other people at all. And when you're given to other people, you feel great. So, and that can be your children. It could be your partner. It could be your clients. For us, like it's our clients and it's our loved ones and it's the people around us and it's our peer group. Like, But if I'm not charged, if I'm not positively charged about my life by doing the things that I love doing, like I love windsurfing, I love flying drones, I love just being out in the outdoors. Like if I don't do that stuff and like really hit home with my core values about being a person and just fulfilling my life, I can't do anything for anybody else at all. Like I just get low. I feel depressed. I feel like I've lost my, my mojo. Mm. That's just what it comes down to. You just need to give yourself that little bit of time to make yourself feel better. And if you don't know how list out the things that make you smile the most, it could be as simple as like having great conversations. It could be as simple as like having great sex. Well then go to the effort of go and have some good sex. And then you'll feel great about the day. Do you know, if you actually like to just sit down and have like some cheese and some wine, like once a week, like do it because if that makes you feel like you're alive, if you if you get that feeling of like, <clears throat> what what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember the word I'm looking for, but oh, enlightened. That's the there word. If you, how do I how do I get people to relate to this? If you've ever been out on a massive walk. And you're just you just take in everything and you just get to the point where you're like, oh my word, like I am actually alive on planet Earth. I am so lucky. Or like you get to the end of your really great sex session that you've had once every three months, and you're like, Oh, right at the end, you're like, Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you so much. This is so great. When you get to that point of mindset that you can actually get through meditation or doing the things that you love doing, then that's when you're most powerful. And that's when more likely to do things for yourself for the long term and the short term so go and do the things that you love nice so list out the things that make you smile the most and then pick from those what you can do most often and commit to them and make sure that you're doing them regularly that would be like the biggest uh, piece of advice that you get Uh, paul that's that's amazing but you know what the worst thing about that is that it's so simple that somebody listening to this there's a good chance they can walk away and they can say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. But it's so simple. I know what to do. And then they forget about it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. as the saying goes, put it on the long finger or put it on the back burner. Um, right. If somebody's any bit serious about like making, uh, making headway, because if you know deep down in your heart and soul that you're capable of doing more, of making more impact on more people, or even just feeling better, feeling more enlightened or feeling more present, then you need to take action. So you need to quite literally cut the bullshit and go, I'm going to stop putting this off and I'm going to do it now because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel alive. And you know what it's like just as well as I do is like sometimes, 
to like escape it as well. It's so quick to run away from it. Yeah, like unworthy of doing it. Like you've maybe had like a shit week, and like you nearly give yourself excuses to not go windsurfing. Oh well, I haven't done this, so I don't deserve to go and do that. But you know, at the end of like your windsurfing session or whatever you're doing to make you feel great, you will be positively charged, and you'll then do loads of like stuff for your business, stuff for your partnership. Like, so why don't you just go and do it instead of holding yourself back? <laughs> excellent like that that is just an amazing piece of advice that i give to so many people um but what i found as well is just with lads lads you're murder for it you say no no i'm i'm gonna be stubborn about it i'm fine i know what to do you don't do it and then shit hits the fan then you don't know how to deal with it all because you didn't prioritize you so lads if any of you are listening to this right now what i would say is stop being a stubborn mule you know what needs to be done, so get after it. Um, I think I needed that advice today. <laughs> like, I- <laughs> like, it's actually, it's something that, so whenever I'm doing all my, my programs for all of my clients, they get all of their day sessions in advance. So at the moment, with working with a lot of people online, what it is, is more of right, this is your schedule for the week. Can you yeah. fit the sessions in? And when you're catching up with them, you say, can you do it? They say, yeah, 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 I can. Then at the end of the week, and you kind of review things, you say, why didn't you get second, third, or fourth session done, or whatever it might be. They say, oh, I was having a bad day. But then this is something that, I was actually just speaking with a client this morning. Uh, he didn't do the last two training sessions. I said, why didn't you do it? Oh, do you know yeah. what? I was just feeling shit. I was feeling depressed myself. And I said to him, why didn't you pick yeah. up the fucking phone? I know. You know, it's, yeah. it's such a hard like taboo to break. Look, I don't want to go down the, the whole mental health route, uh, you know, talk about depression or anxiety or anything too extreme because, look, we've had our own experiences with it, as have other people. But, like, the biggest limiting thing uh, you've mentioned and the, the biggest thing that you look to change is the, the level of belief in yourself that it's okay yeah. to seek help. Okay, so yeah. I want to get into shape. I'm going to seek out a personal trainer. Then I'm going to yeah. seek out a personal trainer that I can trust. I feel a personal trainer knows me better than the other one, so I'm going to go with him or her. Like yeah. that's, It's just something that's it's so, so big, yet it's so small in so many people's minds that it's okay to ask for help or to even say, hey, um, what's the best way to you know, add mass to your arms? Or what's yeah. the best way to take your top off at the beach during the summer and not feel like a fat fool? You know, Simple yeah. things like that i found to just make the biggest change to people, but it's saying to somebody, I'm here if you need help. Drop me a text, pick me up, you know, hit me up on the phone or whatever, and, like, just pull from your message. Like, that's the biggest thing that you work to inject and infuse into people is that it's okay to not be 100%, but you also need to stop being a bitch, stop moaning about it. You need to take action on it and fix it. So, and if you don't know what action to take, ask somebody that probably knows. Excellent. Like when I had Louise on this a few weeks ago, Louise was saying the same thing. Seek out somebody yeah. that you feel speaks to you in, in your values, somebody that yeah. you feel might understand you. And if you can, get a referable message from somebody else that has been there, done it, you know, got the t shirt. And so, like, that is, it's such a, such, such a massive thing that people don't realize. That it's so helpful, but it's so strengthening is to ask a question. So yeah. like when, when we were in London a few weeks ago, 
uh, with Phil Graham and the whole gang. There was uh, there was only over seventy of us, I think, in the room. But yeah, he asked me a question, <laughs> and um, I said, you know what? I feel weak. I feel vulnerable, but I need strength and I need confidence. So I stood up in front of that room and I didn't say it to many people, but like my right leg was quivering and I felt like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I knew that that was going to give me strength. It was going to help to answer the, you know, the questions that I had, the current problems that I was going through. And, yeah. you know, would you say the exact same thing to anybody that is currently frustrated with their body and, you know, unsure of how to do it? Would you just say, hey, look, drop a message. You know, just because we're trainers and coaches, we're people too. You know, you can actually ask us genuine, authentic questions. If you want to go yeah. extreme, like, you know, how do I, um, how do I improve my uh, central nervous system uh, with regards to what type of training? Or, you know, um, yeah. you talked about feeling like shit, you know, what piece of advice would you get? You know, simple little things like that. What would you yeah. say to somebody right now that might be feeling uh, stubborn? shall we say, they feel like things are okay, but, you know, their heart is telling them, you're not in a good place, you should really get help. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it should be, that they feel like that a personal trainer can help them. Yeah. What advice would you say to them, to that person that is sitting there unsure? I think, I think that the biggest thing that I worry about those people is their perception of personal trainers and they know that this personal trainer can help them. And I think the thing that I've worried about in the past and I, and I still kind of do is like people's ideas of who the personal trainer is based on like their content and their videos and whatnot. Like some of my most crazy videos was when I was had my most deepest depressions and that, like it just didn't show who I was as a person. And I don't think my videos truly represent me as a person as like how approachable I am. So I think, whenever you're like looking to seek advice and you're, you're looking to get this person in your life to change you for the better, whether it's a personal trainer or a life coach, whether it's a nutritionist, whether, whatever they are and you know that they can help, just remember that they are a human and they are going through stuff too. So they can probably talk to you in a way that will actually suit your conversation style as well. Like they're not going to look down on you for asking for this question because it's their job they they fucking love it they love it when <laughs> their passion like if this person and you can tell that they're passionate about the things that they do like if if you want to be on board with this like strength catalyst that like can actually make you stronger in so many different ways like you're delving into their passion you're delving into the thing that they love to do for people so why would they not just want to have a lovely conversation don't be scared of them just because of their scary posts or feeling inadequate or feeling like that you're not quite at the strength level that the catalyst would want you to be for you to start just have the conversation because they're not scary people we're all lovely people that want to help people like my mission on earth is to create this positive ripple effect across the globe. Like I just want people to feel good from me and then for them to wave that out to other people as well. Like if I'm making any kind of positive impact on somebody today, then my job is done. Nice. <laughs> like, of having the conversation because they want to have it with you too. That would be my advice. Nice. So revolve or reverting back to what we were talking about earlier is remove your ego. 
uh, yeah. you know, go and get advice. If you know that somebody is experienced, they're qualified, and there's something telling you that, okay, you know, this person may be able to help me, but I don't want to ask for advice for fear of being stupid. Just remember that that person is doing their job because they love it. Okay, as, yeah. a, as a good personal trainer, like emphasis on the personal, personal trainer, um, like that person is going to be there to help you. They should be able to understand you. So that level of authenticity that you should be getting uh, of, let's just, you know, paint this scenario yourself uh, in one corner versus, you know, the person that is just qualified after doing their four-week course that has no idea about people skills, you know, with all due respect, they may be qualified to help you to get into shape or whatever, but, you know, what is your gut telling you this person is better suited for me or should I go to the other person? It's more a case of just recognizing you're actually doing the right thing when you trust your gut and go after that you feel can help you because if you feel they can help you, they're not going to judge you. They're there to support you. And if somebody were to approach you right now and say, hey, I'm looking to get into shape, like, you're going to be fucking ecstatic with that because you're like, yes, my mission is actually coming through because I get to help more people to then, yeah. as you said, cause that ripple effect, be it with just themselves, their immediate family, or, you know, even the people around them. If you get to infuse that person with a level of belief and positivity and energy to, yeah. you know, when saying positivity and energy it's not all fucking good days and rainbows and unicorns like you know even when even when you're having a shit day to be able to go in to your trainer and say look i'm having a shit day your trainer is going to say yeah cool i understand that so let's cut the bullshit you're here to train you know leave all your emotions for the last nine hours you're here to prioritize you so let's go and yeah if you're if you're able to have your trainer say that to you then you're fucking winning. You're really just fucking winning at life. Uh, but to be able to take that step to reach out to a trainer and say, hey, look, this is what I'm looking to achieve. Can you help me? And if that trainer can say truthfully, yes, I can help you. Or, you know, if they don't want to bring you on board because you just feel you're not going to be a good fit. It's kind of a case of respecting both parties and I, I just found like over the past few years, myself personally and a few other people that it's really difficult to take that leap to go seek personal training advice. But what I would say to somebody is like, what do I do when my tax needs to do? I go to my accountant. What do I do when my hair needs to be cut? I go to my hairdresser or barber yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> but yeah, so you, they're they're look up reviews. Yeah should be able to do this like when it comes to the gym and fitness like people get scared that they are going to a personal trainer but it's because they have this preconceived idea that they should already be good at it yeah like why why like our career is based on the knowledge of fitness and like everything that goes with it <laughs> why would why would i i like i said this before in a video like why would i go into a restaurant and criticize myself on like my ability to cook steak and <laughs> to the chef like you don't do that you go to the restaurant like i'll cook beans on toast <laughs> <laughs> like, let's censor that part out i should know better <laughs> like dude that that's such a massive thing that you know people don't 
understand is that essentially you cannot do everything. And, you know, you're there to delegate the jobs that you're not good at. You know, I'm not a barber. I'm not going to cut my own hair. I like looking good, feeling fresh. So I'm going to pay somebody 15, 20 quid, whatever it is, to make me feel good and better about myself. So a lot of the things that we're talking about here is just kind of revolving around removing your ego in a lot of cases and recognizing that help is there. You just need to know that you can have sufficient trust in the person that is going to get you from A to Z on the alphabet. And they're not going to judge you as you go over step two, three, four, take six steps back and then go yeah. forward again. Like you're a trainer. Your coach is there to help and support you, not criticize you. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and I, um, Paul, I know we went a little bit deep there in some of the things, but there's one of the big uh, questions there that I uh, initially, I got excited about it, but then I said, oh, I'll, answer, I'll ask this. Um, what is your favorite type of training to implement? So you're specializing with a uh, little bit men and women, or is it one more so than the other? I, the majority of my clients are women, but if I was to say who I train best and what I enjoy training the most, it's, it's a group of men. I, I did the strength camp um and i've taken on like the small groups of boys and men like prior in the past and i wouldn't say that it's my most dominant feature to my business but when i do it like i do it so well so in the summer past i took a strength camp of like uh between eight and ten men and we basically day one it was like uh three rep max to one rep max day we tested everything and the week before that like I tested out everybody on posture awareness and everything so we weren't actually going to do anybody any damage and and then we had like four weeks of like intense training for these men and we worked off like a percentage so basically like whenever you're doing any kind of programming for strength or for uh, hypertrophy like I, I like to work off a percentage of their one rep to three rep max on their lifts so that we're not just uh, going by guesswork. I don't like guesswork. I like, I like to be thorough. I like that if I say like, I need four reps at like 82% one rep max, like that's what I want. And that's what I expect from my men to get the results that they want. Uh, by doing that with these men, like I didn't just coach. I was there on the Tuesday Thursday night and Saturday morning training with them and I did every single thing that they did as well so like one of the first challenges was like pushing a two and a half ton van around uh, and we we did that in like no time at all but we had to push that uphill as well like it's crazy but like being part of that camaraderie and seeing them work that hard for me and then they see me work that hard for them like they loved it like I, I loved it like yes but at the same time, like I got just as much out of that program that they did. Like we were sitting in there at the start and one of the guys was benching like uh, he benched 130 and then said that he didn't want to go any more than that on day one. Jeez. On the fourth week, he bench pressed 190. Sweet. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you've got any Americans watching, but that's <laughs> crazy weight. 
Like, it's insane. We had boys deadlifting like 220, 250. Like, I was deadlifting like 230 kilos. Like, these guys were were really, really pushing the boat out. We had one guy that started on a squat, and he's like, this isn't all for big men. This was like one guy was squatting like 40 kilos, and by the end of it, he was at like a, at 110. So he more than 100% on top of his one rep max at the beginning of the month. So that for me was like, massive i loved it like, it's a huge deal yes it was egotistical and yes we dominated the whole gym like this gym <laughs> had three thousand members and when the eight of us went in there and we all had the same tops on and we were all just doing what we needed to do and getting it all done like yeah we dominated the whole area but we loved it we loved being part of it. <laughs> It was incredible. I loved it. So, like your your favorite type of training. So, just based off what you said, is like working off percentages. But you know, going back to what we were talking about initially, is you know having the empowerment and the belief to actually see through a process. But let's be very, very straight talking about this one as well. Like working off percentages, it's not exactly the most uh, amazing thing. If you're looking at like what you said earlier, eighty-two and a half percent might be like one hundred and ten kilos, but if you're then going to get caught in the mindset of, oh, fuck, you know, 110 kilos is a heavy weight. But yeah. if you can also surround yourself with other people that are going to support you to push you to say, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, regard, exactly. regardless of how good or bad, regardless of how good yeah. or bad your day has been, you're now going to get amped up because you have other people believing in you and you have enough trust and camaraderie within that group that you, you don't want to let them down. So... Like, uh, so much confidence in that like having four men around you doing the same thing you're doing maybe you're about to do like your one rep max squat and you're scared that you're not going to get back out of it and you're going to sink into that hole and your ass isn't going to come back up but you've got four men standing around you one behind you two beside you and then one in front of you motivating you and you are going to get the fuck back up <laughs> like, that is going to happen like no doubt about it and yeah we work from percentages but like whenever you're looking at uh, working with people for a month, we are doing like the three stages of hypertrophy strength and endurance all in the one month. So these guys were blutered. Like we were doing three rep, five rep, five by fives. We were doing like 20 by 20. So like we were doing like all of it, like not just a little bit of like strength training. We were just hammering the body in every single way that you possibly could for a month just to get results. And that was it. It was results driven month and it worked like nice. we, we threw the hypertrophy strength model out of the window so basically you've got like the three fundamentals change in muscle group and that's your you start off with like your endurance then you go to hypertrophy then you go to strength and then basically like it's a three month cycle and you go over and over again and over like six months to a year like your your gains should be huge doing like that system or method of training but like in order for these guys to get the most out of one month we had to hit it all and that was fun so it's a case of leave leave your emotions at the door this is the percentage that you're lifting so <laughs> like one of the warm-ups was 300 walking lunges like that that's a killer <laughs> ah, <laughs> no thank you uh, yeah um, I suppose it's, if it's got to be done and people are committed to making that level of uh, change and impact in themselves, then, you know, that, that's the way it's got to go. Um, yeah. Paul, I really, really appreciate you coming on, but I have one last question. And from that, it is going to be straight away, 
What's yeah. the biggest, most impactful piece of advice you would give anybody to improve their performance in any area of their life? So what have you seen that's missing the most? And what would you see as being the number one implementer right now to change it? What would it be in any area of life? Okay, so give you a little bit of a, an idea of what I'm going to say here. So basically, every single person on this planet has like a blueprint in their head of how life should be or how they should be in the eyes of other people and themselves. So when it comes to like a person being a personal trainer, like I have a preconceived idea of how I should be in that job. As a boyfriend, I have a preconceived idea of how I should be. And in life, I have a preconceived idea based on like everything that anyone has ever said to me and all of the things that I've told myself, all of my results in school, all of my results in the gym. Like I have this preconceived idea of who I should be. My advice for anybody that wants to be better than what they are right now or exceed in any area of life is take your preconceived idea of what you're supposed to be in that area, understand what's been holding you back so far because of your idea of where you are or where you're not, and then exceed that through taking measurable measurements you need to measure where you're at and where you need to be and you need to take the small steps to get to where you need to be so like if i was to talk about me in a vulnerable position right now and that is i'm going traveling i am a great face-to-face pt but i'm taking my personal training business online now i am currently in a position where i have like three online clients no sorry two online clients and I've got eight people in an online group training experience. Now, very uncomfortable going from like a reasonable, well-paid face-to-face personal training job to travel the world and take my business online. Now, I have a preconceived idea of where I should be money-wise. So I think that by now in personal training and in my career, I should be earning a certain amount. But by taking myself outside of that, like I get fearful. So now what do I need to do? I need to take actions on the thing that I need to be able to perform out and do well in that personal training. So I need to recognize where my blueprint is telling me I should be, which is not where I am, and stop being mopey about it and just accept that that's where I am and then measure every single step towards the goal that I have from here in the area that it is. If it's a squat, recognize where you are and take every possible action to get you to the next step to where you want to be. That would be my advice. Nice. So measure where you're at and see where you want to go and continually reflect and remeasure and manage. Essentially, that's that's something that I say to all my clients is, what gets measured gets managed. And some people yeah. say to me, so like I have a few guys at the moment, they're saying, oh, um, like my, my, uh, my waist isn't coming down or I haven't seen any uh, inches drop off. And then you immediately throw it back and you say, well, have you been tracking your food? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you know, what gets measured gets managed. So if you're measuring what you're bringing in, then we can see a direct reflection on our results. And like, Paul, that goes to show with so, so many things. But like, just stop assess see where you are what's your preconceived idea what is your current blueprint what's your subconscious brain telling you and you know see where you want to go and take measurable actionable steps on that Uh, yeah and then add to that so when you've 
got your preconceived idea of where you should be, you can then activate that part of the brain that makes you want to do more every single day towards getting your goal. And it's called the reticulative activating system. And it's like, if you've ever just bought like a car, uh, what, what car do you drive, Kieran? <laughs> the, the dead car, the Dacia Duster. Okay, so whenever you bought the Dacia Duster, how many more Dacia Dusters did you see on the road after you bought it? In a comparison lot. To right, okay, so this is basically your subconscious brain tuning into the things that you've got in your life right now. So you can do this like on a micro level or a macro level. So basically, if you have this idea that I want to bench press 150 kilos before the end of the year, if you start telling yourself and the people around you that you're not going to get the 150 kilos, then you won't take action subconsciously towards getting that goal. But if you constantly tell yourself and other people around you all the time that I'm doing everything I possibly can to get to the 150 kilo bench press, your actions will revolve around that. People will ask you, how are you getting on? You're going to start eating more. You're going to start bench pressing more. You're going to start doing all of the accessory work to make your shoulders stronger, to cope with it more. Because you're in the you're in people's view now. You're making yourself accountable towards those actions. But also when you're telling yourself you're on the road to progression to get there, your subconscious actions take place too. Your brain starts tuning into like maybe YouTube videos or like little tutorials or like you start accidentally seeking out the things that are going to help you get to that point where you reach the 150 kilo bench press. So that's the two parts of advice that I would give. That's cool. That's a law of attraction, but I call it like activating the uh, reticular system. That's <laughs> oh, that's uh, pretty intense, Paul. Uh, like, dude, thank you so so much. I really appreciate having you on. Uh, no problem. No doubt no as well. You provided a shit ton of value for so many people here. And I... it was my absolute pleasure to have you on. And like, dude, I can like share your message with so many people. Trust me, I will. Because like, guys, over this past year, like, without him realizing it, Paul has actually me a lot more. Uh, than what he may know and it's quite simply cutting all your bitchy shitty excuses just taking action like we would all love to say yeah I coached 100 million people and I make loads and loads of money but if you're surrounding yourself with other people that make a massive impact that truly support and help inspire other people then just like Paul was saying you know there's a good chance that subconsciously you're going to start to act accordingly so, yeah. like, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, and definitely one of the people within that close circle. So, dude, thank you so, so much for coming on, and thank you for ever inspiring me and other people as well. We just truly get what we deserve. So, dude, thank you so, so much. Thank you very much, bud. Um, guys, massive uh, round of applause for yourself as well. If you're listening, you made it past 60 minutes, and this is the first one that has made it past an hour. So if you've made it here, thank you so, so much. And uh, Paul, a legend as always. And I think we have a group call actually that I may catch you on in two minutes. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, sure. Thanks, Paul. And there you have it, guys. That is another episode of Why Men Need Muscle. Myself and PT Paul Robinson, we were speaking about all things on mind and muscle connection and why you need to kind of prioritize yourself so that you can make sure your muscles are going to grow. So you're going to get everything that you need, want, desire and deserve. So 
If you need any more information, you can most definitely find Paul on any of the available social media platforms. He's known as PT Paul Robinson, and he'll be more than happy to give you any little bit of insight or extra information that you may be looking for that you may have found appealing from the podcast. So thank you so, so much for tuning in and I will leave you be and look forward to next week's episode. It's going to be a little bit of a treat and maybe something a little bit spicy and a little bit different. So looking forward to it. Have a fucking cracker of a week and I'll speak with you soon.